Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make our glorious game from the lowest to the highest level throughout the UK and beyond. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winsor Cricket Club in Burton-on-Trent. On this podcast we'll bring you updates on Winsor CC We'll also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming from their view from Cow Corner with their opinions, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winsel, the little club with the big personality. Stumps, and Welcome to this week's podcast. On this week's podcast with me, Ian Livo, is... It's me, Rich Marser. And we'll be taking a look back at the fabulous season our second team at Winslow Cricket Club have had, winning the Division 7 Championship on the final day of the season. As we welcome to Cow Corner, our second team captain, Paul Winter, and wicketkeeper batsman, John Kettle. Evening, gents. Good evening. Evening, Livo. So welcome, gents. Firstly, big congratulations for gaining promotion uh, into Division 6. And not only that, winning Division 7 outright as league winners on the last day of the season, it couldn't have been scripted any better for us. John, I think you're just going to give us a sort of brief overview of the season from the start, aren't you? Do you want to go with that? Yeah. So, I mean, at the start of the season, I looked at all the teams in Division 7 South and I thought Muggington were the ones to beat. If we finished higher than them, then we'd definitely be promoted. Surprisingly, though, the early pace setters were Melbourne, Oriwas, along with Muggington, as we had a slow start and then we were playing catch-up in that first half. Muggington had a lot of draws as teams they played batted second with no attempt to win. The tactics, therefore, for the teams at the top was to bowl. As the season progressed, we lost at Oriwas, bad defeat that, in week three, and then suffered a losing draw at home to Melbourne. So it was all doom and gloom in the first four weeks, but that's the nicknames we have for Paul and Wero, by the way. <laughs> Captain Doom and Vice-Captain Gloom. Paul, do you agree with that? Probably. Do you think you could be a bit more happy? 
Probably. Celebrate the wins a bit more. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's go with doom and gloom then. We'll carry on with that. The highlight for me in the first half of the season was a win at Muggington in week 11. And at that point, I believe our confidence grew. We suddenly felt we were in with a chance of promotion. And at the time, there was always a thought that it could actually go down to the last game of the season at home to Muggington. Second half of the season was then about the top four teams, Oriwas, Melbourne, Muggington, ourselves, constantly switching positions, but we were always slightly behind. We just needed that one bit of luck, and it came in weeks 17 and 19 as the weather helped us. We bowled Packington and Elveston out and quickly and knocked the runs off before the rain came. Remarkably, all our rivals were abandoned. In week nine particularly, we played on the Saturday to beat the rain. As I said, we beat Elveston quickly, but... On the Sunday, Melbourne went to Ticknell. The game was eventually abandoned, with Melbourne heading for an easy victory. As a very thin band of rain stretched across the Midlands north to south, and it was stuck right over Ticknell. Paul and Lee Gunton went to watch, and I imagine it was a bit like a scene from the Adams family, where the hearse is followed everywhere by a massive rain cloud. <laughs> so, mid-afternoon, it was completely dry at Ticknell. Then suddenly the hearse pulls into the car park, driven by Uncle Fester, played by Paul, and Gomez Adams, played by Lee. And then the heavens opened only over the cricket field, and it was completely dry everywhere else. Once the game was abandoned, the hearse drove off, and the sun came out. It was that week that we went clear second, and it was all about staying ahead of Melbourne and Oriwas that set up the last game at home to Muggington, and the rest was history. So good season, then. I think you're right, John, in saying that it's almost from halfway through the season. We all could see that last game of the season against Muggington was going to be critical. But the irony for me, looking from the sidelines, was that as long as we could see it, we never quite saw ourselves getting there because we were third, fourth, fourth, third, second, third. We just kept moving. And the rain at Tickle brought us into that position. And our, our six wins out of seven in the last seven games is what nailed it. And it's, it's not how you start, as we know. It's how you finish. But I think the other thing that's critical is where we had problems with the weather, it was early in the season. Others had it late on, which made a big difference. So it's an amazing season to look back on. Paul, just tell me, I mean, from a very, very simplistic perspective, as the captain, how did it feel to take that catch on the last day? I was just relieved I caught one, to be honest with you, after dropping drop in two or three before that. <laughs> well, there's three of us in here all laughing, which says it all because we were relieved as well. Yeah, I don't think it could have felt any better for us to take, see that catch taken. I think the one of the best things about it, the first team had been abandoned, which allowed us to get back here and witness the second team winning the league. And everyone was it part was of great, it. And it yeah. was great. It was great. We True. almost had a David Pleat moment with me running on the pitch. Uh, I think uh, if you look at the video that Livo took, I did do a bit of a David Pleat. I was yeah. jumping and skipping yeah. around. and. Uh, yeah. But no, to see Paul's reaction and throw the ball in the air when he took that winning catch, it was fantastic. And he could see there was a little smile on his face when he actually did it. So uh, There was a bit of a jig. There was. A bit of a smile. Yeah. Absolute utter relief. That, as he said, he caught that one. I don't think there was any going to be any other result that day in the first place. Mm. It was just a question of when. Whereas previously to that week, we'd had a couple of weeks, haven't we, against Elveston um, and against Melbourne in particular, where Paul just literally wiped the floor with them, to be honest. What was the difference in those two weeks for you in the Melbourne game and the Elveston game that made it all the difference? The Melbourne game, if I'm honest, I didn't think we'd gone off runs. Uh, That's been the case all season. Yeah, sometimes you don't need to. I mean, it, 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 it gives them a chance to chase, don't it? Which then 
get your wickets. So it worked in your favour. That was the same with Muggington at the end, yeah, really. Exactly. Yeah. You know, getting what did you get against Muggington, one hundred and fifty odd. Yeah, same. So normal. that that they, them Muggington lads must have thought we're in with a chance here. We're going to be champions. It was the only two games where we'd managed to bowl the teams out convincingly, whereas yeah. we'd struggled against some of the lower teams, the yeah. likes of Rosehill away when we had Jimmy in the team mm. and Hartshorn away, albeit. You know, we got enough points that day to to win the game. Those teams have got the knack of batting out for a draw, and I think we've learned that potentially sometimes when we win the toss against them, we have to bowl first. Well, we're not, we yeah. weren't bowling teams out. Yeah. We, we end up to knock off. No, that exactly. Yeah, but you, you're absolutely right. And then amazingly, to what those last two out of three games against the two teams who we needed to bowl out, we did the job. That was good. Interesting, you said Livo about last six or seven games of the season. We just had that momentum, and for me, it was no coincidence that Brett came into the team at Packington, and all of a sudden, yeah. that gave us that it gave us that extra boost, extra bit of quality that we needed. Mm. And if any players were missing, he was there. He was never present there. Yeah, last it, few games, he came at the right contributed time. whatever yeah. you know. Came just at the right time for us. I think that was massive. So how did, how did you both feel the week before the Muggington game? So we won six games, uh, so five games back to back. We're on a crest of a wave, we're almost there, but following the Hartsall game and seeing us draw, that should be the one that takes us all the way there. How did you feel after that? Were you deflated after that day? Not really. In my opinion, it was always a risk that it was going to happen. Hartsall um, have got the players that, could, that come back out for a draw. You know, they're, they're not did. Here. Mark Stone did it very mm. effectively, didn't yeah. he? You know. and the, it was always going to be a risk, but the plan was if we get enough runs, then we'd get a big enough draw. It was a good point. We needed 19 points, didn't we? And we ended up with winning draw. So, in but the you, end, you've batted your first needed. innings, though, and you've had two players hit a century. There aren't many games in the Derbyshire League where two players hit a century and you don't win. That second innings of Hartshorn must have lasted forever, to be frank, because you're just draining every sort of sinew to try and get a wicket and didn't come there. What then was needed for the week after, or was it as simple as winner takes all? Let's just get on with it, boys. We discussed that we needed to win because to actually get a 10-point draw like we had against Hartshorn meant that we had to get 260-270 without hardly a loss of wickets and then restrict them to 150 and take a lot of wickets. So that was never, ever going to happen. And the fact that then we lost the toss against Muggington, Captain Doomy is slashing slashing his wrists and running into um, the defibrillator and taking his shoulder out. Yeah, that was quite a good start to the day, wasn't it, Paul? You, you literally almost broke our defibrillator. Took it off the wall, though. Um, yeah, the noise was horrendous, but that was just from you. Never mind the defibrillator. Uh, you still got the bruise? I have, actually, yeah. It's all scabbed up still. <laughs> it was, you didn't see that, did you, Mark? That was fair news to me. Oh, he'd, he'd come off with Absolutely the toss. Absolutely smashed it. Face on him because he'd not won the toss. Went to nip around the side of a few of us who were stood by the steps. Yeah, took a dip, and anyone who knows Paul, he's, he's a big lad, and decided that the defibrillator was going to take him out. Um, and it almost did. Well, the alarm went off. Yeah, uh, thought, what well, the hell's happening? He it, He's in the Paul's in the uh, pavilion, holding his shoulders. If it's dislocated, it, thinking, "Oh my God, here we go." I bet you he said, "I'm in a world of pain." He did. He not did. For the first time this he season, did. he did say yeah. that. Yeah, I'm in a world yeah. of pain. I can just imagine. Him and obviously, there. his players were just looking around, going, "Hang on a minute! Oh, the skips! Oh, what are we going to do about the skip?" Oh, no, of course he would be absolutely fine as always. Uh, you, talk, you talked about the art song game when we were struggling to get them all out. But for me, the worst one was Rosal away. Because oh, <laughs> Rosal away, we had Jimmy in, you know, and that day we batted first. Angelo got good runs. And we got, what, two, 
And then you're thinking, well, again, we'll knock these over. And it's exactly the same as the Hartshorn mm. game. Their opener batted for 64 for all the overs. Then um, they didn't want to go for it. And then a young lad, Derbyshire prospect, came in, young 15-year-old, mm. started smashing it all over the place. And I thought, well, we're going to lose this. Because there was, and they ended up about 40 odd runs short. So really, that was more frustrating. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. Who did we well, do we an did absolute it, job I, on? I would say looking from the outside, we did a job on Muggington. Two so wins over them was good, Two wins over Muggington is yeah. different. And they right? had been beaten for two years, hadn't yeah, they? I mean, you can talk about these Artsong games and your Rose Hills, but essentially it's all boiled down to beating Muggington twice. Yeah, but the thing was, against them, against those teams, Muggington eventually started to pick up the wins, yeah. whereas in the start yeah. of the season, the first half of the season, yeah. they were frustrated because they kept getting draws, which allowed yeah. us just to chip away. And by the time we played him in week 11, when we went there, we needed to win that game yeah, just yeah. to really make a, just to make a dent in them. Yeah, you did. Almost anyone can beat anyone, depending on the toss, depending on what goes on. It can happen. And I think, you know, we always play the game in a way that says, you know, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to keep the second team as consistent as we can um, in terms of the players that we've got out there because we believe in them at the end of the day. And you know, they've done the job and they've, they've won the league. In my mind, they've won the league reasonably convincingly in the end. Some of the performances were outstanding. There's yeah, no two yeah. ways about it. And a bit like our first team, when we have lost... It's been a real disappointment. You know, the first team lost a few games where they were chasing 200 plus when actually they got really, really close. Yeah. The second team have had draws. We don't have draw cricket next year, Mr. Winter. Yeah. Are you going to cope with that then, Paul? Win, lose cricket next year? What's your tactics? Probably to win oh, the MVP this year. Yeah, win the MVP yeah. if he keeps winning as captain. Well, be, you, can see, you can see the, the, the board, can't you, to the second team players at the start of the season, right? So this is how we're going to do it. We're going to just score more runs. It's as simple as that next year, isn't it? Dead simple. Yeah, exactly that. I, I, I'm personally looking forward to, like John talks about the Rose Hill game, for being on the field, it was, it's probably the worst, worst game of cricket I've ever played. It was just boring. <laughs> and he got to over 30 and he just wanted the game to be over there was going to be no results from it and I just think it, it becomes demotivating when it, when he gets to such well we tried sort. everything Paul was bowling his moon balls <laughs> basically just to try and buy a wicket and they just want, he just wouldn't go for it just looking now Mr Winter there he did take 11 wickets all season Winter did yeah 11 oh, wickets yeah, he was sixth in the rankings. What difference did Billy make to the team this year for you, Paul? Because obviously Billy started the season in the ones, um, had an injury, and then coming back from injury, basically played with you guys the twos, and you know he, he took thirty-two wickets in the league for you guys. What difference did that make? Huge difference, Billy. I think Billy um, basically was a difference for, with, from us winning the league mm -hmm. and not. If I'm honest, um, what were his uh, run through his fingers? Eh? You know, just like interested that because he, he joined what the second team about twelfth of June, third of the way in. Well, I've got what, it down. Game, I've got it game, down here. Yeah, what game it did was start? the home game against Melbourne, which was week nine, wasn't it? So it's about a third into yeah. the season then, just yeah. over week nine. So he, so that means he played 13... Well, he played 12 games, I think. He had a week off, didn't he? Mm -hmm. 103 overs, 32 wickets, taking an average of 10.13. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah. So he had the, the best average. 
He had uh, the best number of wickets. He had a fiver in there, a couple of fifers as well. He had two, two five wicket holes. I'd got yeah. when I looked to uh, And it is correct. We think he has won the league averages for Division Seven. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. that day against Melbourne, again, big test because he and Jimmy, I think, were probably a bit low on confidence mm. at the start of the season. So I think it's done Billy the world of good in, with us, and I think it's Jimmy as well. You know, even the couple of games he played, but in that home game to Melbourne. Billy bowled superb and he took five for thirty-seven. So that obviously um, set up the, uh, the the draw. Yeah, I think he's bowled brilliantly. I mean, some of the time, I mean, he bowled at Packington and he swung at a mile. You know, there was the ball was all over the place. And then I think I got I was out with COVID and Paul kept wicket. And the first ball he bowled when you kept wicket, you just waved <laughs> it away, didn't you? Yeah, I, I weren't even getting near it. And that was the first ball of the innings. I understood that and disbelieved thinking, what have I done here? I have to ask, is there anything you haven't done this year, Mr Winter? Because you've bowled, you've kept, you've batted, you've captained. What else have you done? Well, he hasn't kept the boundary standard, that's one thing. Hasn't no, he hasn't. No, no. Uh, T- tell us about that on the last day kicked, of the uh, season. He got I, kicked well, out of I turned up at the ground on the morning of the last match just to uh, pick some, well, get a lift, actually, and mm. uh, I saw the boundary was about 15 yards in from where it normally is. And I couldn't quite figure out why that was. What's the thinking behind that, Paul? The strip was 15 yards down from where it normally was. Oh, there's a logic there then. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to knock it too much, Paul, because it worked in the end, didn't it? So. Exactly, he only saw one innings as well. Well, yes, yeah, Paul, well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you talked about Paul had done pretty much everything, but don't forget he was central to the uh, cup shambles. Because well, in his, his, his defence, he was trying to get to the top of the MVP points by playing every single game for the every single cup game for the twos and the ones. <laughs> Even though we'd both studied the ambiguous rules in the handbook to say that he could actually do that. Oh, I'll, I'll back Mr Winter on that one. Selection yeah, meetings know. for about six weeks were fabulous because Winter would come in with language that I'd never heard in my life. Yeah. And then I found out it was actually from the, the rule book. And it was it was like having some lawyers come in and tell us on a week-to-week basis what we could and couldn't do. Well, and it turns out that half the league executive committee don't actually even know well, what they should be doing I with it. I think uh, we all know that the uh, the league, and I hope they don't take this the wrong way, have got to look at their eligibility. 100%. Rules, they certainly wouldn't stand up in a plain English. Uh, They're ambiguous. They certainly contradicted each other. We studied them at length at Elverston and... It wasn't clear. No, we know that. We fell foul to it. We, we've taken our punishment, but we've, we've got vindication with by winning the league. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. One of the things we're going to be doing with all our guests, gents, is uh, what we call our super over. We're going to do these these ones based upon local cricket. Obviously, a lot of people might understand the Derbyshire lo- local league around here. So, a couple of gentle throwdowns to I start. It's going to be like a Mr. and Mrs. stuff competition. Well, we'll have to, no, we'll have headphones. We could start that. that. Paul starts idea. answering personal questions. We'll have to get to Derek Batey from all them years ago. Oh, that might be an idea. Does he like cricket? I don't know. That's, an old, that's one for our. Livo's probably got his phone That's one for our younger listeners. Nah, not a people. chance. So here we go. Then nice gentle throwdown for you both. Super over. Favorite away ground. Ticknell. Easy. Elverston, but not the pitch we played on. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's the sort of answer I want to hear. Best batsman in the league? Redford. From? Oros. Oh, Ranjit Thor at Melbourne. Oh, that's a good call. Good, good competitor. What about 16. the best bowler in the league in your in Div 7? He's in the Winslow team. But I think one? so too. I'd, <laughs> I'd always... showing, Paul, you're going to be showing some favouritism here, mate. Well, I've always said all season, we've got the best bowling attack in the league. Yeah. I don't you know, disagree. we've got three or four well, that, it, actually, top quality, we, people who should be in the top five at the end of the season. It, but if you think we have got the best bowling attack, Paul, who are you going to go for? You said two or three. but I've got it. I don't mind. Who is it? 
it's a super over, you've got one over to bowl, who are you going to ask to do it? That's a different question. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. Well, okay. We'll answer both. Then, answer we? both. Who do you think's the best bowler we've played against this year? Okay. I'm going to go with Ranjit again. No, I, I think so. And there was. Okay. He got me. Out, he got me out twice, but no. <laughs> <laughs> right, that says it's Ranjit. <laughs> but, but if you were going to go for super over, and who's who has been my best bowler of the I'd year? I would absolutely go with Pritchard. Yeah. One hundred percent. Only not only for his effort. But when he got injured at Ticknell, we thought that was it. That was the end of the season. Absolutely. For him. And he came back and he swung the ball. He swung the ball as much more than Billy did, but he's very consistent. Yeah. Easy to stand up to. You asked Sam as well when he kept a couple of times yeah, to him. The other thing is he obviously Easy. gives you something with the bat as well, isn't he? Definitely. And yeah. he's, he's watching from the sidelines. He's been incredibly unlucky all season. Yeah. The yeah. amount of times he's beaten the bat with that swing. He got five for and he got... Um, took you four games to get a wicket. <laughs> he did, yeah, you're right, yeah. And some runs, yeah. But I, think got... I think the key was we put him in the first team and he, he didn't want to go back in the first team, that's why I started exactly. performing for the second team. he exactly. got 49, he got a 61 week. Him and Jones, he put about 120 on here. That's right, yeah. He got 60 yeah, that's odd. Right, yeah. That's and, um, right. So, yeah, he's been my, well, he's ended, been my he's best bowler. the uh, second team batting average. He has. Yeah. Averaging, what, 49? Blimey. Something like that, yeah. Jones is not very happy about that. No, t- t- well, Jones he won't because he's been playing for it for four years. Two more quick ones before we, we round the, the, this little section up. Favourite tipple? Oh, John. Gin. <laughs> hey, did you think I'm not going to say that? Wentz. I wasn't sure about that. Absolutely. Jack Daniels. Okay. Jack, I wondered why that had gone down. Okay. There's no Jack Daniels gone through the till. What about the thing that's been missing Mark all this White. season? Here's, here's one for you. It's been missing all this year. It's been a long time. Your tea item of choice. Oh, well, I know Good old days. Yeah. Battenberg. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mr. Kettle. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you all day on that one. It's got to be Battenberg. Absolutely. Battenberg, 100%. And none of these, closely by. None of these little mini larks. No, we want a no. good old slice. You can't beat a bit of Battenberg. A bit of Battenberg. Absolutely. What about you, Paul? I'm a pork pie man. No, I'm not surprised by that. Can't beat a bit of pork pie. Sausage roll? I'm partial to this role. Okay, final question. Sporting hero. Unfortunately for me, he's no longer alive, but Kobe Bryant was quite possibly one of the best basketball players I've ever seen play. Mr Winter? Unsure. Uh, What about Bob Nord? Bob Nord. (laughs) 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 No, um, I've always liked Darren Goff. Be a good crack to go on the night out, we? But I also like David Beckham as well. Super over. Stumps, bumps, and beer pumps. This is a little bit more difficult for you, but we'll get one to name your six aside cricket team. Now, we're just going to do it from players from Winsel. Um, you can choose first and second team players, but obviously, we'd rather use second team players predominantly. So, you've got to have two batsmen, two bowlers, a keeper, and an all rounder. Six aside team between the two. Who's going to captain it? Well, the captain who's won the league's got. So mid- would he get the team on that? But would he be a batsman or would he be an all rounder? <laughs> no, the easiest one is the wicketkeeper, which is Woody. Oh, does he qualify though? Because I know he's you, played you, two or three on, games, on, and you're absolutely right. I've got to pull your considering point, his stunning you've the, catch. He's got the long-standing self-made wicketkeeper, John Kettle. Is this the guy who had more victims last year than yeah. anybody else in and the second know, season? Uh, this season, well, we yeah. We have spoken about it. You've got 90 you've gone and picked 20. 20 dismissals. 20. 20 dismissals. And a chance, of winning, and chance of winning the averages. What did you do last game? You gave it to Woody. Well, so your keeper's Woody. Yeah. Well, it's, your keeper, it's your keeper Woody then, John, as well. Well, it depends on qualification. Oh, OK. If, if, Subject if, if Sam's, if Sam's eligible to play, yeah. yes. We'll, we'll ask the Otherwise league have to and we'll never himself. find out. Yeah. OK. Batsman. Batsman's easy. It is easy, yeah. Nell and Gunton. Gunton? Yes. Not Bird? 
If it's a six aside, oh, you won't. No, I, I'm I'm good on Gunton. Oh yeah, no, I am. I'm sorry, Lee, but I think Bird. But well, he's my all rounder. He's your, oh, he's okay. your rounder. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. me on that one. Yeah. So Bird's in there and two bowlers, Pritchard and Billy. Right. So we've gone Nell, Gunton, Woody, all rounder, Bird. Billy and Pritch, six aside. Yeah, not only can they all bowl, but they can all bat. What do you think about that, Paul? Would you, di- would you differ from that? Because on win, draw, on win, lose cricket, that team's going to win a lot of games. Have I just been thrown out that? Yeah, you just dropped the yeah. skipper. Are you agreeing with that, Paul? Are you leaving yourself out? Are you putting yourself back in? No, I'll leave myself out. I think that'd be the best. Uh, okay, then if you're leaving yourself out, who's going to captain that side? Oh, Lee could captain. Oh, yeah. Lee captain. But I think Pritchard could. Uh, Darren could easily captain the team. So we're going Gunton captain. But it is only six aside, so there's not many tactics required to fix it. Gunton captain, where would he field then? As captain, wherever he wants. <laughs> True. Good side. It is. So, John, I'm going to ask you a very, very open-ended question. And obviously, your skipper is sat next to you. You've played under a good few captains uh, within Winsel. Uh, Mars is with us as well. How does Winter stand up, in your opinion, <laughs> um, in terms of captain? You know, what's his... Leadership like, what's his style there? What's he like in the pressure situations? Is he a cool head or is he just a pressure cooker waiting to explode? Slightly, sorry, Paul, I was going to say slightly unfair because I have to say the best captain we've had is sitting on Paul's left. Oh, in terms of Rich, thank you, John. Well, you were a good captain. I couldn't say you could bat or bowl or do anything else, but, <laughs> but he was, he was a good captain. He was a good captain. That's good. So, Rich's qualities were. He could always read a game. He could always knew when to change the bowlers, particularly when I was bowling for him. You bowled, uh, did you, John? I certainly bowled. Did I not yeah. tell you? For capes, apparently. Uh, apparently so, yeah. So so there's a lot of good qualities for Mars as captain. What Paul does, he's very, he's very forthright in his decision-making. Sometimes, I, I, sometimes I, just, I don't necessarily yeah. agree with it, but in the end, he proves he's right. I think I've always said that Paul's main attribute is his passion. If if you wanted somebody to be a passionate cricketer, it's Paul, that's 100%. Yeah, okay, I've got got a story to back that up, because in the away game at Muggington, we had an incident with their skipper. We were struggling a little bit, we needed about 30-odd off, 35 off about seven overs, and Paul was in with Pritch, and their their captain came on, and uh, born a bit of a fiery spell. They were obviously up for it, thought they were going to win. And um, I was umpire and standing umpire, and I called him for a wide. Um, he didn't like it, kept moaning about it. But quite nicely, which I did appreciate, Paul stepped in, told him just to get on with it. And then just to prove a point, then went and smashed two sixes straight back over his head because I guess Paul was quite cross about it, that someone was having to go at one of his players. So that was quite nice because I felt that, felt that he was sticking up for everybody. And then two overs later, oh sorry, Pritch, Pritch then batted out a maiden. That was great. <laughs> and then it came to the next two balls of that over. We wanted eight to win. Paul still got the red missed. Smacked him back over his head again for two more sixes. So he'd scored 24 in four balls, tucked his bat under, the, under his arm and then marched off. So, so that was quite. I, I did appreciate that. So that was quite a nice. That was quite a nice. So moment. that answers my question really well, doesn't it, then, Jugs? Is he a cool head or a pressure cooker waiting to explode? Well, that day the pressure cooker exploded, Ooh, but exploded with a bat a in his hands. Between every ball, he walks a square leg. Every ball. He sucks himself up. Yeah. Why, and, he, why, and he's getting why, closer and closer to why, square leg. Why do you do that, Paul? What, is it just a nervous thing, or is it consciously to get your adrenaline levels down, or something like that? I can't stand there and watch the stand there and watch the bowl walking yeah. back. 
Does it help you that? Probably not. <laughs> do you know you're doing it? Yeah, I know I'm doing it. What, to the extent you do it? No. It looks like he's constantly yeah, it's, beating it's himself like up. March. If it works for you, then fine. Constantly beating yourself up because you've yeah. not hit six or something like that. It's like, oh, another dot ball, another dot ball. He beats himself up when he don't win the toss, though. If he misses his... Well, if he can't beat himself up, he just runs into defibrillator yeah. and sets that off instead, doesn't he? So, Tell me, it's funny you talk about that game, the, the Muggington one, because I think there's a funny story from the week before the Muggington game, isn't there, if I remember rightly? Do we go and do a bit of scouting at Ticknell? What happened over at Ticknell on the Sunday that when you went over the week before, Paul? So Ticknell was playing Muggington and me and uh, my uh, fellow Adams family t- went, over to, uh, <laughs> went over to watch the game and have a bit of a nose. And uh, as we were walking round, their uh, team manager was there and we said, how are you getting on? He said, oh, we're doing well and we'll win the league. We've not lost for two years. And uh, This is the Muggington team manager? Yeah, this is the Muggington Yeah, he played manager. in a game and he played in a home game. Yeah, yeah. Did remind him when he went back. Not lost for two years and should be in Division 5 and doing really well, but Oroos are a good side, Melbourne, Melbourne are a good side, Derby Kongs are a good side on a Sunday. Okay. And just left out Winsor. Obviously, he was oblivious to who me and Lee were. And oh, right. You didn't tell me your Winsor tops on that. No, no, it was in disguise that day. Oh. And I said, what about Winsor? He says, oh, oh, I think they're punching above the weight. I don't think they should be where they are. <laughs> Obviously, the following week, we played, we played them. They, they have lost now. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the side note to that was the guy who's the manager, I don't know his name, he batted at here. No, I don't know his name. In, he, he batted in the home game at number 11. And oh, Lee, he, and oh, he, he, yes. let, he came out to bat, and I think Lee was just beside himself when he realised that he was going to get the opportunity to throw that punching above the weight comment back. Yeah. So Which he you, said, I, I and he, he said it, yeah. Lee said it, said, come on boys, been punching above our weight all season, <laughs> let's prove a point. And the guy started chuckling because he'd obviously <laughs> remembered what he said and thought that was quite appropriate. And was he the guy who you caught out? Was no. he the last no. wicket down? No, no he, he wasn't. Was wasn't no, out, he was not out. Yeah. That was a shame. Yeah. So yeah, we lightweight to punch the hole in him. So where do you think you're going to finish in Div 6 next year then? I mean, it's a, it's a big open-ended question. You know, I'm a big believer that 6 and 7, there's not that much difference between them. 5 and 4, I don't think there's much between them. Where do you think you guys are going to finish? Depends how uh, we're... If I get raped and pillaged by the first team, as per usual, yeah, that's well, never changed. Well, as two of the selection years. committee are here, you can obviously bribe us if three you want to. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> you think that could be an issue? I think John's hit the nail on the head before. Essentially, if you're win lose and you've got that sort, Absolutely. that sort of team and you can keep that sort of team going, then you're gonna you're gonna be batting wise. You've always been very strong. Bowling wise, you've always been very strong. Yeah, yeah, got... What we haven't been able to do is roll sides over second up. And get them all out, and that, mm-hmm. and that. If you've got a strong bowling attack, that's what you need to do. But next year, it's just going to be about who scores the most runs. Yeah, and we're good enough to restrict teams, particularly if the bowling attack we keep together. We'll probably lose Brett to the ones, but you know, in terms of in terms of the bowlers that we have, and we've had this year, we haven't. When was that? What was the highest total we conceded, Levo? Was it? It, it was ninety against. I was going to say, I no, nobody like scored two hundred against us, did they? So, you know, they were the exceptions and most of the time we were restricting teams to round about 130, yeah. 140, 150, whether they batted whether they batted or not. And we scored 200 plus almost every other game. Yeah. So we were, play, we were batting. And that's 
with Brett coming in towards the end of the season, but then Angelo was adding in runs all the way through. Everyone chipped in quite a lot all the way through. When I started this, as I said, I looked at the teams and I thought, oh, they're going to be quite strong. They're going to be quite strong. And I think Oriwas was a surprise for me, but they were a strong mm-hmm. team. You know, mm-hmm. fair play well, to them. I think them. you said at the beginning of the season, Paul, didn't you? Muggington and Oriwas. You couldn't see beyond yeah. that. And Melbourne, yeah, as well. And possibly us, yeah. And, yeah. and as it turned out, you know, they were the four top teams. But the good thing for me next year is at last we'll be playing at some different grounds. There's yeah. some good twos in that, <laughs> that in that division. A, yeah. You've got Clifton twos. You know, they always give us a good game. And, you know, it'll be, I think it'll be quite competitive. I, I, it's too close to call. I think we'll do well because we've got a good team, you know. And me. But is, is the standard that much better? Probably a little bit better because we're playing clubs whose second team have got first teams quite high up. So yeah. they may, you know, they have may have some players bought in. You know, the twos might get strengthened as we've seen. You know, the likes of Melbourne this year, particularly. Mm. So, yeah, I. Well, it'd be nice I think to, it's too. Nice I think it's to, too uh, too close to call. It'd be nice to play at some new grounds as well, and and go and see a bit of different scenery and. Absolutely, yeah. Challenge, challenge yourself again. Yeah, as much as it's been players. fun in seven, you know, it does get a little bit well, We've probably stale. been there a bit too long. Yeah. You know, the club's now at the highest we've ever been, first team and second team, so that's uh, to be applauded. Our aim should be to keep the first and seconds, perhaps two divisions exactly. apart. Yes. Yeah. We, you know, we, we need to be, be three and five. That would be a, be a great thing at the minute. Yeah. We won't encourage the first to get relegated next season, <laughs> right, John? No, no, not, I didn't not mean that. Tell us, Wins, that... You know, it was a great season in the end. We, you know, we've had some fun along the way. Um, you know, we've had the ups and downs as you do in every cricket season. Um, the usual palavers every now and again with the weather and who's going to do what and who's going to do this. But you know, in terms of the players that you've had around you, because you've had a really good group this year, really good bunch of lads actually. Tell us who stood up for you to be counted this year. You know, who, who have you been able to put your hand out there and say, right, I can count on you week in week out. I think there's a lot of lads I have to be honest. I don't think anyone's not. No, I think no, that's exactly. a quite that that co- probably covers every single bowler who's bowled for him. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. I, this this year, you know, selection has been it's been tough. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. You know, with every, every with the availability we've had, week in week out, and when the lads have played, everybody's. I can't think of any occasion, any person, any time, has has not given it the rule. Dependable. Mr. Pritchard, I would say. Mr. Pritchard, he was always dependable. Every week in, week out, whether it was with a bat or the ball, you always knew what you were going to get. Everybody that's played for the second team, it's been a, it's been a pleasure to captain. And it's been a pleasure uh, to have you as captain, to be perfectly honest. I didn't finish my bit from before. But Hang on a minute, we've recorded that now. <laughs> you really want to put it? <laughs> oh, I did, I thought you turned it off. Well, you can say it again, Joe, if you want no. to. It has been. It's been, it's been an awful lot of fun. Paul's right. Everyone's played really well, they played hard, we've had a good laugh. And I think if you're enjoying something, you look you're looking forward to the That's been the key watching from the outside. You stand on the sidelines and I, I'll watch the ones some weeks, I'll watch the twos some weeks. Without a shadow, the twos have enjoyed playing week in, week out. Absolutely. And they've had a crack and the, the the attitude between the lads has been fabulous all the way through. And I, the nice thing about that is we've had two or three new players and they've just Fitted in, but then some of the other players who've been around for a few years, shall we say, John, Jones, and people, have absolutely raised their game towards the whole whole group as well. It's been fabulous. How important have those new players been to you, Paul? Well, we spoke about Brett. Brett came, fantastic, absolutely fantastic talent, bat and ball, field, quality. He's everything, quality. everything. He's been huge. Lee, going from Burton, 
scored 126 on debut. And duck the next week. You're going to get a duck the next week. <laughs> yeah. First one in five. He's enjoying his cricket, though, hasn't he? That's he has. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's enjoying and being part of the club as well. The best thing about, uh, best thing about Lee coming was Helen. Cakes. Cakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, without a shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Gin sales have gone up as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting more games out of Mr. Nell, that's been great. Yeah, yeah, when his uh, legs, yeah. legs hold together. Do you yeah. think he'll play uh, a bit more next season? I hope so. If he keeps fit. So. I like to think he will. I think he keeps fit. I think yeah. there's a lot of runs in him there. He's got, talent. he's got the talent to score, you know, 1,000 runs. You know, he's been. he's got two, three big scores. You yeah. know, um, he's been super. You, you say about people who've come in... Yeah, the new players have helped Lee, obviously, at the start of the season and Pritch. We played against them for many years, so it was like you were playing with someone you know, you've know you known for a long yeah. time. So, yeah, yeah, they're going to fit in. And then it's the introduction of players at the right time. And I still go back to the fact that when Billy started in week nine, we were still just lurching between a few games. Yeah. And he's provided us with that opening bowler. He's fully deserved to, you know, to tackle all those, all those wickets this year. Most definitely, most definitely. I think the bowling group have been fabulous from Shaka uh, has had injuries during the, the year, but he's, yeah. he's just plodded on through and absolutely he's done a job all the way through. Pritch has been unlucky. Billy's been sort of spitting out there first first up. Um, but even not, we've got our own Rashid Khan. And when he's played, he's, you know, yeah, he, I mean, you he's know, taken wickets. He drops it on a postage stamp. You know, he's he, he's, he took some, he took a few vital wickets. We had a, Win against was it Rose Hill early on in the season yes. at home? At home yeah, mm. yeah, and Rose Hill are one of those teams who you know they certainly they certainly go for it. And Rash managed to get three of them out, just bowled them just by taking the pace off the ball. Mm. Absolutely. And yeah, he took five wickets that day, and so he's contributed. He's not played as many games as probably you know he would have liked, but when he has played, as Paul said, you know everyone's given given their all mm. and bought and particularly bowled really well. Quick question for you, Paul, and this will be interesting to 99.9% of people who listen to this podcast, whether it be now or in the future. Being captain of a club like Winsel, we're only a small club, but you know, there's the day-to-day that has to go on, you know, whether we're a small town club or a village cricket team. You know, tell us what it's like being a captain week in, week out, and what the biggest pain in the backsides are, you know, what you lose sleep over you know, when it comes to being it, the skipper. Section. <laughs> If you ask me the same question, I'd say selection. But but that's not a bad thing. And I go back to 10, 15 years ago when we didn't have many players. You know, we were a smaller club. And I think this year you've had nicer problems to have because Mm -hmm. you've had many people to choose from. And your problem has been having to leave people out and tell them. And that's probably been as hard as... You know, as hard as anything. What was that statement? He'd rather choose from 19, was it, the other week, I think, Mars? We'd yeah. rather have 19 to choose from, because at least he's stuck with what he's got then, or well, something like that. we all know what's happened this year. The tails wag the dog. And, uh, or the dogs wag the tail, as Neil Winfield will tell you. But uh, No, it, it is, it's been a challenge, but we've got through it. The right decisions have been made, and the right outcome's been uh, reached in the end, I think, Paul. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't think, I'll add to that, I don't think any time we had a weak team. I don't think you did. I think it's one of the strongest second Towards, teams I've ever seen. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, he's right. Towards the start of the season, Oluwos was, you know, we were. Yes. We had a slow start. We had a win. We had a draw at Bredsall. We had a. What did we do? Second game? Did we? Can't remember now. Second game. And then get week three was a loss to Oluwos. So we had a bit of a slow start. Mm. Yeah, Oluwos third. Yeah, so we drew, won, lost, postponed, drew. So in the first one, two, three, four, five, six games, we'd won one. Slow start. So probably we did have 
Paul will remember this from selection clearly. First two or three weeks, we had an abundance of players. Just like the last three or four weeks of the season, we had an abundance of players. But then in that middle period, we had that, we had that usual, we got 22, 23, 24 to choose from. And it's where the, the decisions had to be made sometimes and quite late, obviously. But as the season went on, the team got stronger. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with that. And I think... The selection committee, week in, week out, in the last six, seven weeks of the season, we were putting the, the team up on a whiteboard and all looking at each other going, that's two strong teams. And that was a lovely position to sit there knowing that the twos are pushing and pushing and we had two really strong teams. Yeah, Paul had to let one or two people down and he had to make the phone calls as a skipper. But you know what, that's part of what goes goes with the, with the job, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, and I'm sure Andrew Strauss didn't like doing it back in the day. Oh, he's compared you to Andrew Strauss. Wow. Same, same that's a compliment. Call. Same aircraft. It's it's been a it's been a, a great season for us, but you know, John, you might be able to just sort of give us some uh, what you'd call your standout performances of the year and uh, maybe the the, the the funniest incident of the year that you've seen, because I'm sure there's been one or two stood behind the stumps. Well, yeah, standout standout performances was obviously Brett at Hartshorn was just destructive. Angelo was messing around. I mean, they both got a ton, but Angelo was messing around yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, his strike rate was awful. Brett that day. came in and <laughs> Brett came in about eleven sixes, eleven fours, and seven sixes, a strike rate of one hundred and sixty eight. <laughs> And all of a sudden, he was going to beat Angelo to the ton. So yeah. that was that was just power hitting. Admittedly, you know, Hartshorn hadn't been as strong this year. But that was a standout performance with the bat. Bowling-wise, Billy, Billy Muggington, I think, was the one for me. You're right, Paul, in the away game. And then standout catch was in the last game was, you know, Woody's one-hander oh. when he took oh. off Paul's temple. Um, off Brett catch, was, yeah. you know... You pay money to see that. It's got to be in Woody's top five catches. Are you, are you disagreeing with that, Paul? The Woody catch was unbe- yeah. Oh, which one but there was there yeah. was a uh, Brett bold. At Melbourne away. Oh, no, it was I here at home. I didn't play there. I didn't see it, but I heard all about Elston. it. Yeah, yeah against Elston. That yeah. was that was some pretty special. Yeah, it was yeah. some catch that was. Yeah. No, I, surely the catch of the season was yours. The last one to win the title <laughs> at the end of the day wins. Come on. You pulled him up too much already. Don't you do that. What about your funny moments, John? Paul's catch to win the season. <laughs> no, Paul actually taking the defibrillator off the wall was quite yeah. amusing. Yeah. It was a deck chair moment for me. Oh, yeah, you said about this. I didn't play this one. Tell them that story. Yeah, so the oh, old, yes, the I like this story, game. yeah. The Elveston game. So the uh, captain makes was explaining that it had been a bit short this week and a lad that perhaps shouldn't be playing was playing. And at the toss, he said that one guy's got a, one young lad's got a fractured spine. <laughs> oh and, uh, yes, yeah. And said that uh, they wanted him to play with the fracture spine. Yeah, yeah. He needed him to <laughs> play, so he was going to go final leg to final leg in the deck chair. Did he take the deck chair with him, or was no? He had one. No, he had one at each end. So they planned it out. Yeah, deck chair at both ends at final leg. But what was what was probably <laughs> that being a funny moment? What was probably worse about it? With two openers, was caught by him. <laughs> Off the same shot, so Angelo spooned. No, Ellie, sorry, Ellie Cannon spooned a sweep shot up first, straight up, ran, jumped out his jet chair, <laughs> and like a man out of starting blocks with no fractured spine, and took the catch. And then uh, about three overs later, Angelo did the exact same. Exact thing. same. Exact same. So. And what did he do after it? He went and sat back down he on his deck chair. I can't yeah. believe you've agreed that as a captain. What would what would happen if it had hit the deck chair? Is that five runs? Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Talking of funny dismissals, though, we did have one in a game very much towards the end of the season when we all looked at the scorecard and said, handled ball. Mm. Somebody actually got out handled oh, ball. Yeah. Who was that? That would be the uh, groundsman 
slash tractor driver at uh, Melbourne. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. Yeah, come out to bat, blocked one. Ball was going nowhere near the stumps. Decided to pick the ball up and throw it. I was unaware that it was a rule. So, yeah, that was an interesting. Did they have any issue with that? No, no, he walked off. Asking, didn't realize it was saying he didn't know it was a rule. So, so he's the groundsman at the cricket club and didn't know the rules about handling the ball? It would have seemed so, yeah. That was one of the few days we had an umpire, if I remember rightly, wasn't it? Yes, we had an umpire. And it's, do you think that'll make a difference to you as a, as a team next year if you get some more umpires during the season, Paul? Save your lads having to step in and do it? I'd be surprised if they get umpires. Yeah. But... Okay, any other little snippets you want to throw in there in terms of funny stories from the season? There's always any, any catches that went down that in particular were memorable I, 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 I remember about 60 of John's book okay it, it that's, that you've just set him up there that's unfair you're ganging up on me there fellas what's, what's the one in a pre- set you up for a, for absolutely a question, am I right to say there was one in a pre-season match that was quite funny as well Mr Winter it was, that, it was obviously doing with me I do forget this you and Mr Duggins that was just poor fielding <laughs> caught on camera as well, well. He, he, he was yeah. caught on camera obviously the straight through in the you know the the, the Winsel coach, Dolly of a captain. I just give him a bit of uh, encouragement as he was going to catch it. Oh yeah, he did. That's right. He, <laughs> he didn't get near it. And his reaction was something that we wouldn't be able to put on this podcast because we'd need the bleepometer for quite a while. It's not the language of a school teacher. So no, not the language of a school teacher or a vice captain and mm. all those things. But it did start the season off well, considering we did start netting in the snow this year which was uh, an interesting couple of, of weeks. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. Our head groundsman, Mick, and his gang of merry men, um, they do a great job for us throughout the season, Terry, Harold, Eddie, and uh, Brian. But every season, of course, you know, there's, there's always oohs and ahs and what should we do and what about this pitch and what about that pitch and are we doing this, are we doing that? How much do you get involved in the pitch, Paul? Do you, as a captain, do you sort of talk to the groundsman and say, you know, this is what I want. No, as little as possible, to be honest. <laughs> How do you think our pitch has played this year? Because it's a brand new strips all the way through. First season, how's it played for you? Uh, I don't think it's been too bad for, for the work that was carried out. Um, it's always going to be difficult on that first season when we've changed it. Yeah. It's not a classic winsel. You know, Rich and I have been around for a number of years where, you know, the pitches have been as hard as this table, you know, and mm. if you got 250 at winsel, you probably wouldn't have enough runs. Yeah. You know, we have been blessed with some quite hard tracks over the years, but for me, it's got a little bit softer this year. The bounce has been pretty even, but there's not much pace in it. And I think, you know, after it's settled down for a year and a and a, and a winter of treatment, that could be better. Don't forget, we had unusual weather right at the start Absolutely. of the season. Yeah, dry. In, we had three weeks in April. We started on the 10th in relatively warm sunshine, then had three weeks of sun, which I think when we saw some of the other pitches... It had dried them out and they got cracks in them already. They hadn't had time to firm up. They were a bit low, they were a bit slow. We've seen that a bit. It's not as hard wearing as it always has been. And like I say, I think that's probably down to the fact that it's been relayed. The grounds would all have to do a, a fabulous job and all do it voluntarily. Without them, there wouldn't be a game to put on a Saturday. Um, you know, there's a lot of people involved and I'm sure it's the same at every club around the whole of the league. Stumps, bumps and beer bumps. A bit more wider cricket than our own league cricket because you know, we know there won't be people just in Derbyshire listening to this. So if you, if you had a choice, Paul and John, what would you watch? Club cricket? County cricket or international cricket? International cricket. International cricket, I think. Okay. Yeah. And if you could watch a T20... An ODI or a test match, what would it be? Test match on a Saturday. Edge Baston, Test match dress. on a Friday. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it might not last till Saturday. Yeah, 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 exactly. Although back in the day, we all remember when they used to start every single Test match on a Thursday. Thursday. Well, on a rest day, you used to go back to the counties yeah. and play yeah. uh, John Play. John Play, yeah. yeah. Trying to explain that to a kid in our juniors a few weeks ago was absolutely hilarious, to say the least. Listen, gents, it's been absolutely fabulous. Hopefully, it's given everyone a flavour of what Winston Cricket Club's all about. It's been a great season to, to review, um, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as we have to look back on the season. Until next time then, all the best now. Cheers, lads. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. Bye, bye-bye. So that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stump, 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 stump